Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Mostly Low Budget Movie Reviews. I am your host, Clarence. Thank you for tuning in. And it is October, so you guys know it's about to go down. Uh, my vets already know what I'm talking about, but I have gained some new uh, listeners and followers over the past year, so thank you. Appreciate it. But let me briefly explain. Horror is my favorite genre, so the whole month of October, I usually overload myself on uh, horror movies like I need an excuse, so I'll be doing a lot of movies in that genre. Uh, but I'll mix in some other things that are, are different here and there uh, as they present themselves. So still stay tuned, even if you know horror is not your thing. Uh, in today's episode, I have a movie that just uh, officially dropped in theaters uh, this weekend called Smile. Again, this is another one where the trailer worked on me. I was very curious about what was going on from, you know, I couldn't really tell. And uh, it's listed as a horror mystery thriller, which is perfect to start this month off. But is it any good? Well, what is this one about? We start out with Dr. Rose Carter treating a patient uh, in an emergency mental facility. Uh, she's actually about to go home when she decides to take you know, another call. A troubled young woman who just witnessed a traumatic situation, spoiler free, is telling the doctor that she sees things and no one else can see them and uh, she's not crazy. So the doctor's like, well, okay. She's trying to diagnose her and, you know, calm her down. Uh, then finally, right during the session, she sees whatever it is she said is pursuing her and wants to get her. Um, so she freaks out. And the doctor turns to like call, you know, for help. And when she turns back around, she sees that the woman's like nice and calm and everything. And then there's this huge smile that crosses her face. Spoiler free, <laughs> something very disturbing happens at that point. And um, after that, the doctor provides a statement. She goes home and pours herself a nice big glass of wine, trying to unwind from the day of what, you know, very traumatic experience. Then she starts seeing something and not quite sure if it's there or what's going on. And that goes on for a little while. And then, you know, she's trying to work and she's still seeing things. And finally, you know, her boss is like, hey, you need to go home and just chill out and, and deal whatever you're dealing with. And actually, that's where I'm going to stop. Because from there, she starts to investigate what happened to the young woman and kind of trace her steps backwards to try to figure out the origins of uh, whatever it is that's going on. But will she figure things out before time runs out and she suffers a similar fate? So what did the pros think? Well, as of this recording, they came in at a respectable 74% on 108 reviews, with the audience at 81% on over 250 uh, reviews on the right and the scale. Uh, both positive, but I already know why the critics didn't go higher, and I'll get to that in my breakdown here. Uh, but what did I think? Well, let me get to these positives first. Uh, well, first of all, I love horror movies that just make you feel uncomfortable and don't really allow you to get to relax for, for any amount of time. And they do this in various ways, everything from the false audio cues uh, to the jump scare, or as I call them, startle scares. Uh, I'll explain that in another video, I'm sure, another episode if you don't know what I'm talking about. And finally, uh, 
is this a dream or is it real sequences? And as you guys know, I'm not a huge fan of jump scares at all, but they did have a couple of original ones here. Uh, in fact, everything they did as far as trying to make you uneasy and set that mood, um, they did a very good job of it, you know, because I didn't feel like at any point, even from the very tip off of the movie, I was kind of on, on edge, not really knowing what to expect. Oh, and before I continue, all of the performances were either solid or, or good. Uh, but the standout was, of course, uh, was I don't know why I said of course, because I'm not really familiar with too much of her work, uh, was Saucy Bacon, I think her name was, uh, daughter of Kevin Bacon. And yeah, I'm not really familiar with any of her work, or if I've seen her before, I don't remember. Uh, but she was very, uh, very effective in this role. So yeah, kudos to her. Uh, now, smiles have been used plenty as a horror device before, but never have I felt like a smile was not only a part of the aesthetic, but actual character as well. The smiles that they gave here were like really tangible. Um, as far as the story goes, it's a bit of a different spin on a common subgenre. Uh, think of movies like Final Destination or The Ring. Uh, in X amount of time, something bad will happen unless, you know, you figure it out or something else happens. In this case, the solution was something that was pretty different and very, like, heavy. Spoiler free, can't get into it, of course. In uh, the ending, what I will say without spoiling anything, I love movies that follow through on the promise they make in the beginning and they don't shy away from it. So if the solution was heavy, then we got the solution. And if it they didn't get the solution, things ran its course. So obviously I'm not going to tell you which way it went, but uh, let's just say, yeah, they definitely delivered on, on what they uh, set out to do. Um, so that last five minutes, the way that played out, that reveal was really cool. I really, uh, really like that. Uh, but there are some negatives I need to get to. It's, I mean, this is a common theme on my podcast anyway. It's too long. Again, I don't know why they feel the need to add in all this filler. It's almost two hours long, and they only really had 90 minutes of material. Just give me that strong 90 and don't water it down. There's no point in giving us all this extra stuff. Maybe they felt like it was adding something to it, but uh, there's a few scenes that we just didn't need. I mean, I didn't need to see her go by a train. I mean, I mean, there's just stuff we didn't need to see. I mean, it was just there just to be there. Uh, but uh, I said most of the performances were good, but her fiancé, he wasn't all that great. I mean, his performance, I mean, just paled in comparison in the scenes where they had to do things together. Once she started cracking up, he just couldn't bring up his emotional uh, level to where she was. Her depth of her performance, his paled in comparison to her. So, I mean, and that's not, I mean, like I said, he did an okay job. He just basically, she outacted him. I mean, and it happens sometimes, but it was a little bit distracting in those scenes that they had together because he was that, <laughs> that far below her in quality of his acting. Um, the biggest flaw here is also it's, uh, greatest strength. Cause I mentioned it. Um, they kind of overplay their hand just a little bit. 
they use way too many fake outs and jump scares that by the end, um, like I said, that's what they're using that to make you super uncomfortable. Uh, but at the same time, if you do it so often and so much, you're always expecting anything that happens to be a, a fake out or you're expecting that jump scare. You say, okay, they're framing a shot to do this or, okay, things are going too well. So this obviously is a dream sequence or it's fake. So personally, because of the way they did it, though, it was mostly done uh, either in a way that I didn't expect or the fake was so clever and ended in an unexpected way that it didn't bother me as much. But the critics had a big problem with that, and that's why it didn't score as high as it could have because some of the critics just trashed it for, uh, they call it a movie of jump scares or fake out. So, and, you know, that was a primary reason, and they kind of have a point, but... Not so, like I said, not so much for me. I'm going to give it a bit of a pass for that. But I don't want to beat this one up too much. Did I enjoy it? Um, That's the bottom line, right? And yes, I certainly enjoyed this one. Great start for Horror Month. I'm putting this one right at 80% to stay consistent on the rotten scale. The concept's been done to death, but... I was a fan of the execution here and the follow through with the plot. They promised me something and they gave it to me. Not a lot of movies do that. And uh, most movies don't have the guts to go where they went with it. That's another thing that I, uh, I give them credit for. Another thing that made Hereditary so great, one of my favorite horror movies of all time. If the ending's dark, then it is what it is. Don't falsely pretty it up. And they didn't do that here at all. Uh, while they almost went too far with the jump scares and the fakes, it was original enough for me not to count it off too much for it. Uh, Bacon's performance was was really strong and really kept this thing uh, pushing forward. And all that adds up to, obviously, a much-watched movie for horror fans. But the creepy visuals might be a little bit too much for rookies of this genre and the faint of heart. So kind of proceed with caution if you're new to this. Uh, Everyone else, just dive right in. You should be pleased with what you get here. With that being said, I'll close it out right here. If this is your first time, don't make it your last. This has been a Pod Bean production, mostly low-budget movie reviews with Clarence. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate the support. And, yeah, I will be back this weekend with another movie that might actually not be horror. If the one came out that I think came out, uh, it's on a streaming service. Uh, I'm going to check that one out. So, so yeah, the next episode might not have anything horror-related in it, or <laughs> it might, but you got to stay tuned to uh, check out which direction I go in. But again, thank you for taking a few minutes to listen to me. I appreciate it, and I will see you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>